want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Dystopian, <laughs> March 9th, 2020. <laughs> episode 48. Yes, episode 48. <laughs> the Malignant C episode. Yeah, so we have a fun show mm-hmm. coming up. We do. Uh, but disasters. Yeah, this this is post us. Yeah. So we're, we've already recorded the interview. Yeah. Um, we had Barrett from Severed on so, Severed Records, that's right. and Danny from Malignancy. Yes. So we had Barrett in person, <coughs> and then we called Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some challenges. Huge had, technical we, difficulties. We had, yeah, some technical issues. We made it work. Then I I was getting some. Uh, Your phone was blowing up the, with work calls. Yeah. Some some surprise. Uh, flights yeah to maryland yeah uh i'm still irritated about that i know so while barrett's mic isn't working Mm. yeah yeah, there's mic sharing and yeah and then you were so angry like you couldn't even get words out of your mouth yeah right at the beginning this was happening uh what a mess it it worked out it worked out we had a ton of fun yeah there was, it was fun. at one point, Danny said, you know, hey, like, I get it. It's not a big deal if you guys want to reschedule. Yeah. And, like, you and I looked at each other with, like, <laughs> like a fuck. Yeah. Like, we're losing Danny's yeah. interest here. <laughs> right, right. No, I think he was just trying to be um, accommodating. Yeah, I think he was, too. But I think we had, like, we looked at each other and was like, like, we're making this work. Yeah. Like, this is going to work yeah. and it's going to be okay yeah. and then like once we got into it yeah. it was okay yep yep but but it was a lot of fun it was um yeah. we talked about a lot of fucking funny shit yeah some random some good stuff a lot yeah. of a lot of band stuff <laughs> music stuff yeah and then there was some nonsense in there yeah some uh we talked a little about danny's uh some of his outside interests yeah outside of Malignancy. I that's kind of like I don't. I really enjoy that part mm-hmm. of it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, learning more about the band. Yeah. And we we always like to um, kind of personalize. Yeah. These people. Yeah. Rather than you're just this person in this band. Like yeah. You're, you're more than just that. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else can we know about you? Yeah. That everyone else isn't asking when they interview you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, challenges, but we conquered yeah. yet again. <laughs> well, we got through it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it's a good interview. It is, no, it is. It really is. And there's a lot of laughs, and it was entertaining, and it was. Yeah. So, um, Brian Pattison from Anthropic, mm-hmm. hot off the press, mm-hmm. sent us a new jam to play. You did. So we're going to listen to Requiem. Yep. 
and then it's a great song yeah it is it's i can't wait to hear the rest of it yeah 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 uh and then we're gonna go and chat with barrett for a few and then we're gonna call danny yep all right Greetings. We have Barrett here tonight. Delightful. For a second time. This yeah. is the first time yeah. we've had mm. a guest on for the second time. It is. Yeah. Word. Yeah. yeah. Word. I You're appreciate special. that. Word is bond. Thank you. <laughs> Word is bond. Word is born. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about new severed releases. Oh, shit. Okay. As of now or... Yeah. Uh, right now, Decaying Purity mm-hmm. from Turkey is at the press. Their fourth album, first album released in six years. Incredible, brutal death metal. Uh, Cesspool of Vermin, after probably, shit, I can't remember when that album came out, but at least 10 plus years. They're also playing Chicago Domination. 
Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Human Artifacts, which has Matt and Aaron from Lividity. Their new album, which has also been another 10 years since they put out anything. Vaginal Addiction from uh, Canada, their second album, which is supposedly more brutal than their last one. I don't know if anyone's heard that, but it's fucking sick. I haven't <laughs> heard of the new stuff yet, but they promised me it's more brutal than the last one. Fumes of Decay from the Netherlands, which came out of nowhere, all of a sudden wrote me, and they're like, hey, we got a new album coming out, and so... That'll be done in like t- three weeks, I think. So around uh, mid-April, and they haven't put out. They put out an EP six years ago or something like that. Real brutal, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff from the Netherlands. And uh, let's see, new fluids. Well, not new fluids. Uh, all their demos and splits and unreleased tracks are coming out probably in the next three, uh, next month. Uh, split release between uh, Severed Records and Maggot Stomp nice. from California. Oh, the big one, Future Pile. Brand new album, Revel and Lunacy, that will be out at Maryland. Oh, nice. Uh, we'll have uh, sweatpants, hats. T-shirts. That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> uh, the CD. I don't think the vinyl will be out in time for that, but it will be there eventually. And yeah, that's going to be a big one. Nice. And he's playing. Very cool. For the first time in like, I, I don't know, eight years or so. I awesome. can't remember the last time he played there. It's awesome. All right, we're going to give Danny Nelson a malignancy a call. Okay. But first, let us hear a song off of the Interuterine Cannibalism reissue put out by Severed Records, 2019. Um, we're going to hear the song Rotten Seed and then give Danny a call.
brother. Hey, Danny. So it's a uh, it's grim grim dystopian podcast, and Barrett is sitting in. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? <laughs> I, I don't want to ask just some standard generic questions. Um, well, one, you can to get your feet wet if you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about um, uh, you've mentioned in past interviews that um, you put your career first and malignancy second. Yes. What? So, what is your career? I'm a graphic artist. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. Very cool. What's yeah, and it's, it's all right. Um, it's just one of those things that you kind of, I wish that I had a job or I lived in a location where I could just legitimately take off for a month, you know, or two a year and go tour the world. But it's just not feasible living in New York. You guys know, even though you live in Rochester, mm-hmm. it's still not cheap. And, you know, I got to live, I don't even know, Kentucky, Kansas, Utah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even Maryland is cheaper yeah. than New York. And it just wasn't, you know, when we first started the band, I didn't really know how far it would go if we would even cut a record or anything. So I wasn't going to put any job on hold for a band that I wasn't sure was going to do anything, you know, Yeah, yeah. outside of just playing local gigs and maybe doing some road trips here and there. Hmm. So it sounds like you, we talked to Immolation recently and, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you kind of started with the same mentality they did with. Yeah. Of, and, um, I'm happy to see that, the metal community has finally embraced them. I mean, they embraced them like 15 years ago, but I remember a time when they kind of were still kind of low on the totem pole. Not too many people even knew who they were. Yeah. And uh, it was great to watch them rise like they should be because they are one of the top in New York for shit short, one of the top in death metal period. And they're hardworking guys and they're friendly. And, you know, there's no egos here. Always checked at the door with those dudes. That's for shit sure. They have <laughs> yeah, no egos to speak of. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think it is with the Yonkers and producing some really top-notch death metal? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's because we're so close to the city. I mean, we're about a 20, 25-minute hike. You know, if we if we pin it and drive fast, we're, we're down in the heart of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And we were always going to shows mm-hmm. um, throughout, you know, the, I would say, late 80s, early 90s, you know, hitting up the thrash gigs and then death metal happened and we were doing that. And I don't know what it is. There, There is a there is a magic. I mean, but what, let me see how many well, we got. Mortician, Malignancy, of course, the Mighty Immolation and who else? I mean, there was Death Rune. Death Rune, yeah. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch of really cool bands that came out of this area for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them didn't really go far, unfortunately, which they should have. You know, some really good thrash bands and hardcore. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff coming out of this area. I don't. I, it's a mystery to me too. I'm not sure. Mm. I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? I, I'm not sure. I was wondering. I, I wondered. <laughs> are there any other bands in Yonkers from back then that we don't know about? 
There's uh, Mary there's J. Blige. Hardcore band. <laughs> there's a killer hardcore band called Breakdown. Oh, Those yeah. guys are sick. I mean, technically, Demolition Hammer, they say they're from the Bronx, but I think maybe only two guys were from the Bronx, and then Steve is from Yonkers, and maybe Derek was from Mount Vernon. So, you know, it's kind of like a split there, but Demolition Hammer, definitely. Uh, Beyond Reason was another band from the area. A lot of really good thrash. Like So we had... We had a nice basis. Like there were great metal and and, and um, thrash bands that would play the local area, and you know you go see that and you're like, wow, these guys are awesome. I'd love to play in a band one day or just go to the shows and have a good time. And uh, maybe it's the water. We do have <laughs> water that's uh, top notch. I forgot what where we are in, <laughs> in the United States as far as good tasting drinking water, but we're we're up there. <laughs> So if if you had to describe malignancy to a deaf person, oh boy, how would you do that? <laughs> uh, male or female? Oh, it matters, huh? Um, let's go female. Yeah, let's go female. <laughs> All right, female. All right, so maybe hmm, I I would probably get in trouble if I did it. But maybe in, to describe what malignancy is to a female, I would have to, a deaf female, I would have to maybe grab her vaginal lips and pull them up <laughs> over her head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would like get a, in a lot of trouble. You that know, sounds but, like a new EP. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about a male? Same thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> His, yeah, it, same thing. I'll pull, I'll grab his vaginal lips and pull them up over his head. Because <laughs> you know, men when they get sick, they act like you know yeah. little girls anyway. So yeah. women are way stronger than men in a lot Wait, of things. It's funny. Sorry, I just, guys. I just kind of heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're just talking about that actually. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about the coronavirus, and I told my guy he better not get it because I can't deal with that shit. No, because he'll be crying until he dies. That's what she said. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That was like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Well, here, here, let's hope that this virus doesn't go anywhere, and it kind they kind of get a handle on it, so that no one that we know or love gets you know affected and you know, mm-hmm. dies because that would suck. Mm-hmm. It would suck. Yeah, but they're saying it's most, they can treat it now though, right? And most of the people that actually get it are men. Well, yeah. that's good. I mean, I did read that older older people and children are in where would be at risk for, you know, it being fatal. Um, so and I think trouble. it is treatable, treatable. <laughs> An adult. So. So, I got a. Qu- I have another question for you. Sure. Um. Where? Do <laughs> how do, how have you guys do, been drinking yet? No, not at all. So. Uh, <laughs> how did How did you embarrass me? Uh, oh. Oh. Well, I think. When did we meet, Barrett? Did we meet at Ohio Death Fest? Is that what it was? Because I was trying to think, I think that, it, too. I, I think it might have been, like, 
Ohio 98, 99, I think. Sounds about maybe, right. right after yeah, maybe even 2000. I mean, shit, Jesus, that means we've known each other for 20 goddamn years. Almost. At least, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. You're getting I don't old. even know how. I, yeah, we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a while. I'm pretty sure we we met at a festival. Unless maybe you came down for a show, or we even played. I mean, we did play Rochester. Um, well, well, back then I lived in Richmond. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. All right. I might have met you so down you. there. Or I, I, probably I, Ohio I or my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how much I love you. I don't remember when I met you. <laughs> He's timeless. <laughs> he totally is. Every time I see him, he makes me smile. I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. He's just there. His existence makes me smile. And not much makes me smile lately because I'm old and annoyed at everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> Same here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have a couple things I want to cover. I All took, right, cool. I took the mic. We're right. having technical difficulties, so my guy over here is having a fit about it. I know him way too well. Oh, boy. <laughs> and his boss <laughs> is calling him, so like he's having a meltdown over here. Um, oh, no. All right, so first off, you and um, Ron did the Heavy Hole podcast last year, right? It was like yes. this time last year. So I listened mm-hmm. to that interview, and towards the end of the interview... The conversation of like girls came up, right? And like how to approach girls. And you had a really interesting take on it. And I really enjoyed it because you were like spot on with it. All of Uh you guys in the metal scene are fucking nerds. (laughs) Like you're awkward and nerdy. Um, Uh But when you have a girl that listens to like, I don't know, Motley Crue and you take her to a malignancy show, it's kind of scary at first. Like you're talking about gutting women and doing Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy shit. But like, like you said, it's all fantasy, right? So when I met my guy like 15 years ago, he was carrying, he was moving in and he was carrying boxes of like severed records releases. And it was just like all these dead bodies on CD covers. And I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck am I getting myself into? But like, so I appreciate that you had that take on it um, because it's so true. Like the underground metal scene is just filled with a bunch of nerds. Well, wait, I want to know what he said in that. I didn't hear that. One. Oh, you didn't hear the heavy hole podcast. It was yeah. really good. Thank heavy, you. Heavy hole. Is that, is that a pun? For yeah. Something? Uh, yeah. We, we made a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We did that, that right outside of a show. We were playing a local spot in Queens, Elmhurst, Queens, called Blackthorn 51. Um, and they, they're friends of ours. Well, you know, the main guy is, is a good friend of ours. I've known him. Wow. I've known Will since his first band, Cursed Earth, when we used to play this place, Castle Heights, out in Queens as well. And um, it's great to see that he just keeps going. Like, he keeps joining. He was in Artificial Brain for a while. Now he's in um, Afterbirth um, and a couple other things, Buckshot, Facelift. He's, he's always busy, and I don't see him that often, but when I do, it's, it's always a great time, and 
we we had a blast doing that interview because I think we had a couple, um, you know, maybe a hit or two with some wacky tobacco <laughs> and, you know, a couple beers. So we were chilled and relaxed and it was a lot of fun. I mean, Barrett, you missed it. So you're going to have to go listen. <laughs> How's that new when Afterbirth? Does it compare to the old early stuff? Because it's on like, um, u- unique now, right? What's up? The new Afterbirth's coming out on Unique Leader. How does that compare to like the nasty old stuff? Well, to be honest, I haven't heard the new stuff. Um, maybe a couple songs here and there, like when they played live, but it's been a while. I haven't even seen them in about a year or two. So I'm not sure. I, I know they did put something newer out that I picked up, but dude, my my pile of stuff that I need to listen to is <laughs> ridiculous. So I, I, I just I haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah, I just, it's annoying. I, I can't see them being what they used to be, being on Unique Leader now. Well, his vocals are fucking phenomenal. They're phenomenal, dude. They're low guttural, Still? ridiculous, and uh, yeah, and. I don't know. I mean, the music is still dirty. I mean, it might. You know, I know what you mean. You know, when when bands go on hiatus and they take time off, or they just, you know, I don't know, have a family, and once their kid is out of college, they, you know, they get the green light from the wife to go and <laughs> do the band again, and you know, <laughs> they come out and it's just never what it was because they're in a different headspace. They they're not going to capture. They're not looking to get signed and become like you know, rock stars. So there's no, they already know, you know, they don't have any delusions. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to put out what we want. And that's kind of like how it goes. I mean, that is my take on it. So. Well, I just found it interesting because unique leader normally signs like really tech kind of more death yeah. or modern bands. And when they, you're been, right. You're right. You're right. So I don't know. I haven't but heard back to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of got off subject. No, that's okay. Was there okay. A, a second part to that question? Uh, no, I think I just appreciated it from like a female perspective. Cause, you were supposed well, to good. tell me what that was. Or do I have to listen to it? No, he told you. You have to go listen to it. <laughs> right now? Come on, we need, we need more listens to them. So go go run yourself a nice Calgon bubble bath and <laughs> let the heavy roll take you away. <laughs> Um, Danny, do you have a mm-hmm. favorite death metal era? Yeah, the one that gave us no props whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the early 90s. Woo! Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it was new. It was new and, and we, I, I mean, to be there and witness this new form of metal was, uh, was awesome. And... Nothing has really taken me to that place again, you know, over the years. I mean, a lot of great releases, a lot of great bands. Um, but now we're, we're in that recycling era again where it's just, I don't know, everybody's fucking, you know, buying a heavy metal pedal off eBay and, and fucking doing this, you know, retro style Swedish, you know, version and it's like, we've already heard it. I don't know how many times you could play the same crunch riff in that dirty sound. It sounds amazing every time, but 
I don't know. Being in a in a technical band, I like to to hear something that's a little different. And mind you, we're technical, but we're still heavy. I mean, there's. I don't really consider us like tech death, as people like to say it, because we're not. We don't have like you know eighteen string guitars, and we're not super. We're not tuned super high so that you know you can hear every single note with clarity. I mean, there's just That's a little a bit. That's probably a good thing, though, right? What's up? That's probably a good thing, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I never. I mean, I wanted to play stuff that was a little bit more intricate. You know, like suffocation, things like that, like that in- intricacy, but not their style. Um, and gore guts, you know, just to, but not the gore guts after Erosion of Sanity. You know, I was just looking to kind of that. do something that was still brutal, but had interesting parts in it. And and then, you know, once I gave that, or well, we kind of agreed on that template, you know, Ronnie just ran with it. And then he's just been this master of of writing ridiculous silly stuff him and mike so it's just like hey you guys do what you gotta do great i don't know how he plays that shit jumping around like he does i don't know either (laughs) he's uh, maybe he practices he closes the doors and he practices jumping around playing i I could see that i can actually see him doing that (laughs) i could too I mean, shit, there are people out there that practice headbanging, which you don't really need to, but you know what I'm talking about. These guys that do it in unison on stage, you know, they must have practice. Okay, we must bang head now. All right, cool. Good for you. (laughs) I don't know why I made them European, but sorry, Europeans. I love you. (laughs) So... Danny, what do you what would you say the best advice you've ever been given is? Hmm. That's a that's a that's a bit of a I don't know. And what is there just in life in general? Yeah, whatever, sure. Life, music, whatever. Or, or hmm. no good advice. I don't even remember. No, I know. <laughs> I don't remember I, anything. I kind of feel that, that way wasn't too. That great, <laughs> well, it's probably something that's so ingrained into my DNA now that I just do it without even thinking about it. That's yeah. just something. I don't know. I mean, I, I was brought up to. Uh, I was I was brought up a certain way where you know I just I try to respect everybody and uh, do things for people, um, but then I also have. You know, we we have bad attitudes we get throughout the years for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes I just can't stand stupidity. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, I can relate. You know, with this. Um, going off topic here. I'm just trying to think what. I mean, I I wish somebody said don't get into music because then I'd be like, all right, cool, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, because you know. I mean, listen, doing this band, it's been 28 years now, and a lot of, I don't know, newer people or even older people call us legendary, and it makes me laugh because i never seen no legendary money. I've never seen any legendary accolades or whatever. I don't know. I guess when you're a rock band and you've been around for 25 years, you're considered classic rock. Yeah. Okay. 
So maybe when you're around for 25 years in death metal, you're considered legendary because not too many bands last that long. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of um, but well, no, you guys kind of transcended the old school, mm-hmm. meeting the new technical era, and then kind of integrating both styles into now. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, just try to forge ahead and you know not give up yet. You know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how long we're gonna do this. Endeavor to persevere. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, maybe that could be the name of our new album. There you go. <laughs> well, I know the, for a fact, the best Whale. advice you've ever heard was "Do or do not." There is no try. You're, you're true. That's true. But Yoda didn't actually tell me that personally. That's just a movie. <laughs> no, but I think I told you that. <laughs> Did you? Well, you're just quoting Yoda. That's a quote. That's true. Not I, really. I fully believe in it. <laughs> You're right. It, it, Yoda was right. And you're right to share that with us human folks. <laughs> and you're all all your little uh, Star Wars shirts and Transformer shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next you question. Know I have a question. Sure. Is it mandatory that everyone in Yonkers goes to a Catholic school? <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you not no not at all but um ronnie and i did go to catholic school and he graduated catholic high school i luckily got out and i got out because my dad was sick of it and i was already sick of it i mean you know being force-fed somebody else's belief system since you've been you know first grade till ninth grade tenth grade is just no not a fan and that's probably why i'm not religious now is because of that you know my parents sent me to catholic school mainly because they wanted me to get a better education because they had been through the public school you know system Mm -hmm. and they were not a fan Mm -hmm. so they said you know what heck no you're going to catholic school because we want you to get a good education and then you know like Carlin says, when you when you you know reach the age of reason, which is like eight years old, when you're like, why am I into God? You know, I don't know what all this crap is. <laughs> you know, you kind of get you start getting your own ideas about what's going on, and you don't really follow it. I mean, I never really liked going to church, and I was always clowning around and doing stupid things and not being respectful to other people around me, and you know. It was just, eh, I don't know, but it, no, not everybody has to go to Catholic school. I, did the guys in immolation go to Catholic school? They did. They did? Yes. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. Do you, um, I didn't. Do you, do you think that helped form that. who you are as a person? Um, yeah, it it. it I mean, as far as religion's concerned, yeah. Maybe not in the way they intended, right? But it, it did yeah, have an impact. Definitely not the way they intended. But, <laughs> um, you know, maybe the the learning, the structure, and, and, you know, they really try to teach you to respect your elders, you know, the, in the, the Ten Commandments and all that stuff, you know, thou shalt not kill. So at least I learned that. But, you know. Definitely don't want to hurt anybody because I don't want to go to jail because that would suck. <laughs> that would suck. 
Especially in Yonkers, probably. Well, where well, would you go? San Quentin? No, that... San Quentin? Isn't that in, like, uh, California? California. <laughs> What's the big one? Rikers Island. No, that's California, too. Did you go to Folsom? Folsom Prison. Yeah. I'm thinking of Public <laughs> Enemy. I'm, I'm trying to think yeah, of... I think it's Sing Sing. Sing Sing is the one that's around here. It's not really... It's not that big, and it's not that crazy. Well, I don't know. I think I stepped foot in there once to visit a friend, and then I didn't get a chance to see them because my girlfriend was wearing a tank top, and they were afraid that the inmates were going to try to rip her titties out of the tank top, so we couldn't see my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. They roofied me to get me here, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what happened? They roofied me to get me here, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not hard. <laughs> Yeah, you've been there. <laughs> yeah, many times. So, we, I think all three of us really enjoy, we love malignancy. We really enjoy. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We, thank you. Um, we really enjoy your stage presence and your banter. It's very, thank very you. amusing. <laughs> hey, has there been you've been doing it a long time so has there ever been a time where you did or said something that you regret that like you thought oh shit i I shouldn't have said or did that i I don't know about regret um there's been a couple times where i've said something where you know whoa you know like somebody just you know, rip the record off the jukebox style and uh, it got nice and quiet and you hear cricket. Yeah. It's happened a couple of times and we just start playing music. That's, that's what's great about it. You know, it's just like, yeah, whatever. I could say something stupid and then we play a song and then people forget. Nice. <laughs> so, that's nice. Is it ever pre-planned yeah. or you just go with what's happening in the moment? Oh, the stuff that I say? Yeah. Um, I try to prepare, you know, stuff, but it really doesn't work, you know, because then I end up forgetting because I'm too busy having a beer or talking about something else, and and then it just never comes out right. So usually it's just off the cuff. I'm whatever. I'll say something and you know whatever. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. What half remembered ideas? Yeah, yeah, it could be half remembered ideas. You know. I do my best thinking on the toilet like most people, so, you know. And in this new age of technology, I can write it down while I'm taking a dump. It's great. Well, you but, do you know, like I said, I don't really use that. I'm like, eh. You know. I did say something. Where were we? I think we were in... Were we in Hungary? No, we were in Austria, I believe. Yeah, we were in Austria. And I said something... Uh, I don't even remember what I said, but some woman in the, some young girl in the audience, uh, she reacted negatively towards what I said and called me all kinds of stuff. And I basically ripped her apart on stage, (laughs) you know, and uh, it's funny because after that happened, she came up to me and introduced herself and was like talking to me. I'm like, okay, one minute I was a complete asshole <laughs> pig. And then now you're talking. So, mm, okay. <laughs> so yeah, what did, I don't know. What did you say? You know, I don't even remember, dude. It was <laughs> probably something about a song. And then I went into a rant about something. I mean, listen, I've <laughs> never written lyrics that 
attack women and gut women, destroy women in any way. I always always flipped it. I always wanted to be like the revenge movie where women are doing the killing of men because, you know, throughout throughout our human history, I mean, if you really think about it, women got a pretty bad rap and they get... They get screwed over all the time and not in the way that they want. And it's fucked up. And a lot of men don't realize that, you know, lower wages, Mm -hmm. just disrespected. There's all kinds of stuff. And I'm not even a feminist, (laughs) you know, I love how there's like male feminists. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But hey, you do what you got to do, brother. I I just I just notice things, you know, I guess having an art artist. I I notice certain things that maybe general public might not realize but i see that shit all the time and it, it kind of pisses me off like i mean you know like i said before women are a lot stronger than men in a lot of things i mean yeah of course you know some fucking guy you know can lift a house because he you know goes to the gym all the time and that's great but there are chicks out there that can do the same thing maybe it'll be a smaller house but they can still do it <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like fuck it a tiny you know house? Uh, i could lift a shed <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I, that girl just, she rubbed me the wrong way and I didn't. So in a way, in a way, I, I kind of regretted it a little bit. What's up? She rubbed you the wrong way? Well, she wasn't close enough to rub me, but you know, and I wouldn't want that. (laughs) Was she rubbing against Uh, the grain? You got to go with the grain, right? She definitely was going against my grain. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes things get out of hand like that, and, and you know, I don't really want to attack a, a potential fan, but I don't know, sometimes things just happen, and you got to go with it. And, you know, at the, it turns out at the end, she was into one of the gals that were on tour with us, and uh, she was trying to, you know, rub her the wrong way or the right way. <laughs> it was pretty funny to watch that whole thing come full circle towards the end of the night because shows are crazy. You guys know that. I mean, and being in a band, you get to a venue at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you have to sit around and, you know, eat if they supply food. Europe is awesome about that. They take care of you. You can take a shower. You can eat. You play in the United States and almost always it sucks. Nobody cares. Nobody gives you shit. You don't get food unless it's in your rider, which who the hell has a rider? I We don't. We laugh. <laughs> Have you ever read a rider from a band? I've never seen one. Well, no. I've, oh, I've, no, my wait, God. No, I have read one, but I've never, no one's ever handed me one for a show. <laughs> <laughs> they are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. I want you know, you need. Blue M&M's. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they ask for specifics. They're like, oh, you know, fucking. Three bags of assorted chips, you know. Oh, now it's probably like must be gluten free, you know, because everybody's on that shit kick. And <laughs> okay, I don't know. It's just, it's beyond me. <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> so now I need a beer. <laughs> Get a beer, asshole. You should have a beer. What's <laughs> wrong with you? That's all right. I could wait. <laughs> so malignancies played all over the world. Almost. Almost. So that that's where the question's going. Um, what, where in the world haven't you been that you'd like to see or play? Um, 
well, we're definitely not going to try to play China now. <laughs> <laughs> not that they would have us anyway. I don't really know that there's a thriving Chinese death metal scene. Actually, Never there heard is. There is. It is? Yeah, it's huge. Wow. I, I didn't know that, but uh, hmm, definitely we need to play more Scandinavian countries because we have not played Sweden yet, and that is metal mecca as far as uh, you know that sound. I, I don't know how well we'll do there, but I'd love to play there. You know, Finland, Norway, a lot of those countries that are you know, more in tune with, uh, you know, black metal scene, but I'd still love to visit them and play. Um, you have to we ask, gotta ask the play go yeah, You have to ask Ron to bring his HM2 pedal when you go to those countries. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never play out of one of those. <laughs> he might have played out of one of those when he was in a thrash band many, many moons ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> to get him to play out of that, ooh, I don't know. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I heard in Sweden, they have to keep the noise ordinance really low at all shows. So, like, you can be sitting in front of the, like, dismember playing, and you can talk to the person sitting right next to you and hear them talking because the, the shows are so low. Is that true? That, you know, that's, that's, it's probably, uh, I do have a couple friends out there I could ask them that. I've heard we'll that from, like, five different people. No, I just heard that. I'm not saying that's a thing. I just heard that from, like, five different people. Like, everyone's wow. like, we want to go to Sweden, and then they get there, and, like, it was almost like we were playing acoustic. Like, you In could a coffee hear the shop? Crowd, you could hear the crowd talking while they're playing live. Hmm. Really bizarre. <laughs> well, I know. That sucks. But, you know, maybe they just want to save the hearing of the folks that are going to the concert and the surrounding areas. See, that, that <laughs> would be a question you would say because you're being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hear it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a great country. I've never been. Really? I planned on going there for the summer, for not for the whole summer, but, you know, uh, for a week in the summertime, but those plans got squashed. So I'll have to wait until I can go another time. Word. But, uh, yeah, we got asked to play Russia. Would like to do it um, eventually. Uh, Singapore, Indonesia, oh, those countries are really cool. And I would love to do it. But it's really got to be the, the right situation. I hear Egypt is amazing. <laughs> I'd love to play there. But, uh, you know, it's all about trying to get us out there. And the problem is... In order to do, say, Indonesia or Singapore, we'd have to mount a whole tour. We'd have to be on, on the road for like two weeks just to make it worth it for the promoter that's bringing us out there. And that's that's where lies the problem. I would rather just fly out and do a festival and kind of get a taste for what it's like out there and then plan something in the future. But it, there, we haven't really gotten any good offers to come out, you know. Well, you couldn't plan a two-week in Indonesia because small island unless you did two weeks in Indonesia. And I don't think you want to go too far outside of the two main no. cities there. <laughs> no, it's it's weird out there, too. You know, there's certain countries where it's just it's a lot different than the United States. And um, I don't know. I don't really want to be looking over my shoulder and wondering. And it's not even like the people that live there. It's, it's the law enforcement can be weird. I mean, 
we had issues with law enforcement out in, in Mexico, you know, and you know, you're, you're driving through towns and you, you drive through five towns and you get pulled over in three of them and basically taken out of a van by, you know, with guys holding machine guns asking you what you're doing there and, yeah. you know, wanting money, Yeah, you know, so it. it's like, hi, thanks. <laughs> We're just here to provide a service to the citizens of this area because we want to play and they want to have fun and you don't want them to do that? You want to shake us down? That's right. great. So, you know, it's it's scary. It could be scary to other, in other countries where you're like, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what they're saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Ronnie would have a couple of choice places he'd like to visit. You know. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Um, So I'm going to completely go off topic here. So Barrett was one of our first guests on the show. And he's been like huge support to us. He means the world Mm -hmm. to us. Um, But the night that we had him on just happened to be the night of Missy Elliott's birthday. (laughs) And I don't know if you oh, know cool. this about Barrett, but he loves Missy Elliott. One song. To the point where we wow. almost got kicked out of our apartment because of the bass. <laughs> <laughs> it's one song that I love. <laughs> Do you share the wow. same love for Missy Elliott that Barrett does? I can, that's a hard no. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> um, maybe like, the song in question, I I may or may have not heard. I'm, it's called WTF like it. with For Real. Uh, yeah. You know the song? It's, it's, it's heavy. It's fast. It, he's it's doing it's air drums. Song. You can't see it, but he's doing air drums. It's an actual right. song, he it's says. Like, Heavy and fast. A Missy Elliott song that's heavy and fast. It's heavy and fast. Is it brutal? It's pretty brutal. Uh, Are you talking, (laughs) is is the heavy part her? Or both of them? Because wasn't she heavy at one time? Yeah, she's a big lady. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Yeah, I I apologize. You you can headbang to that song, I'm telling you. Yeah, I do not share the same love. But that's great. You know, I mean, you are you like music that's not just localized to metal. That's cool. <laughs> no, that's a fantastic song. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Everyone will probably send me I'm a crazy, link. But, all right. Send me a YouTube link. I'll send it to you right this minute. Let's break into song. Let's. Cataclysmic Euphoria of the 2012 release Eugenics.
Danny, what was the first underground metal recording record that you bought? Oh. Well, it might not have been, I mean, when I started buying records, it was, you know, Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, things like that. They were mainstream for that time. Um, And then when I got into Thrash, it was Overkill, Merciful Fate, Mm -hmm. um, Violence, shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think, it would probably be demos, I think, would be the most underground recordings that I purchased. What year? And I think uh, 88, I bought the emulation demo. Word. Nice. You still have yeah, it? Yeah, and I, I still have it, yep. And I never bought the 89 demo, which I don't understand. <laughs> I bought the 88 demo, and, you know, it has its sound, which is not so good, but that's all right. And the 89 demo supposedly sounds better, and... I never picked it up, and that's something I regret. I really wish that I would have bought it, because I I wrote back and forth to Bob a couple times, and it, and it was great, you know. And then I, I met those guys when they played a festival down in the city. I think it was the Hangman's Ball. It was a crazy fest. Holy shit! It was grave, um, grave suffocation, immolation, uh, brutal truth, massacre. Uh, With Cam? Who else? What's up? Massacre with Cam? Of course. This was like 80. This was like, I mean, sorry, not 80s. This was early 90s. Yeah, yeah. From beyond? It was, it was an amazing show. I have the flyer. I'll, I'll send it to you, Barry. It was, holy shit, insane show. Sweet. But, you know, I never I never got that 89 demo. So, yeah, I, I would say mostly demos were the most underground recordings that I had gotten at the time. And then when smaller labels were popping up like wild rags and, and, um, that show was know. great for a little while. What yeah. Did he, didn't he rip off everybody? Yeah. I heard he did. Yeah. I, you know, I heard that too, but I also heard a lot of people say that they, that he didn't rip them off. You know, I, I knew his daughter. I met his daughter later after, um, I think he had passed or had, you know, retired from the business or whatever. And, uh, she told me, you know, that he got, you know, a lot of bad press about certain things. And, I mean, I, it's tough running a label. You know that, Barrett. And, yeah, and it be, it's, it's hard nowadays. to be everybody's friend, you know, when it comes down to money. And, you know, it, it's tough. So, I don't know. Maybe he handled things a different way. I'm not sure. But at any rate i mean he that was one of the the earlier labels you know osmos and relapse and shit when they started coming out with really cool underground stuff like i was getting shit on seven inch you know from relapse nice. their underground series as they called it later on when they put it on cd I still have and, all those uh, originals. what's up i still have all those originals oh yeah me too remember the serific dk what's up serific dk Oh yeah, Sir Africa K, yeah, those guys too. Hell yeah. I think I didn't they put out the first Pro Fanatica? I don't remember. No, I d- and I got rid of it. And I should have I shouldn't have because I think one of the guys in the band like left his bloody thumbprint on it and it was like limited and it's worth <laughs> money and it's like whatever. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> I know they did one of the first Sinister Seven Inches. 
a bunch of nice. old school, yeah. brilliant stuff, like real underground. But then, of course, supposedly he ripped off everyone, and even he didn't call it like Serific Decay Number One. It was scam. Hmm. <laughs> like on each, like scam number one, scam number two, scam number three. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. But they're fantastic releases still to this day. Yes, they are. And like all the, all the new wave is going back to that same old school stuff that was then. The like, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, thirty years later, the same yep. music coming back out again. Danny, can you tell us about hydrocephalic and prosthetic cunt? <laughs> uh yeah. What I know, I mean, the hydrocephalic, I, I'm not a part of. Um, I was asked a while ago to do stuff, and I was, I was like, yeah, I could do a couple songs, I'd be down with it, and then it just turned out where I didn't really have the time to really invest in it, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to just spit something out and just be like, oh, whatever, yeah. so... I kind of backed away from it, and uh, I mean, I have not heard anything as far as any material, nothing. So I don't, I don't even know if it, if something is still slated to come out at any time soon. But I'd be interested to hear it because it was a cool idea, and I did like it. But as far as the idea, um, music-wise, like I said, it was not. Or I didn't really hear much. I might have heard like one track with like, you know very you know rough you know drums and things like that so you know i couldn't really get a a feel for it if i even did hear anything it it was a long time ago from from what i remember yeah and prosthetic cunt stuff is you know it's unfortunately since roger moved to las vegas we don't have much time to do that um we'd like to do more of it what's up i didn't know you were involved in that i thought it was all right oh yeah no, it was, uh, well, originally it was the brainchild of Roger and a dude from Relapse Records. And that they released that, oh, you know, yeah. Fucking Your Daughter album. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then after that, the, I think they did a split with Nemo that, was, you know, was a uh, Relapse release. And that's all I remember them doing. And they kind of parted and it was still in Roger's brain. So <clears throat> when I would go hang out with him, he would always be like, Oh, yo, we should do this. We do this. And then we just eventually decided to, Hey, why don't we, why don't we do, why don't we do some stuff? So we, we recorded like, I don't even know, like 18, 20 songs, something like that and put it out in, in batches. So, you know, there's, so which one were you on? Were you on both of them? <clears throat> I was on all of the stuff after, um, Bill, I was on Building Better Bitches. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Now I'm like, see, this is what happens when you get old and you drink because you forget things because uh, you I kill your you. brain cells all the time and it's fucking terrible. So don't, kids out there, don't kill your brain cells. <laughs> it will catch up to you. <laughs> so Yes. Oh, let's see. I've been bad with sound. I was on. And, well, wait, I've invented it sound. Yeah. And Sufficiently Stoned was another one I was on. 
yeah, they're I don't they're think pretty retarded, those. and I I I do all the high end stupid screams and weird voices, and Roger just does the ridiculously low grumbles. But why wouldn't you do Danny vocals? Because malignancy is a different thing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. You, you could also. I mean, I think I did do one or two malignancy growls on there as a goof, but you know, it's something that I, I could have fun with. I don't want to be, you know, strapped into always doing the same voice, you know, or the same series of voices. I just like, yeah, fuck it, let's see what else I could do. Right on. Testing the range. Say again. I said right on testing the range. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> what limited I do. <laughs> I'll tell you though, I do a really good Bobby Blitz and King Diamond when I'm drunk, so at least I've been told. I that. don't care about Bobby Blitz. I'd love to hear the King Diamond. I, I said when I'm drunk, all right? Oh, man. Well, grab <laughs> take a beer. A, tape a couple shots. <laughs> I would just make a fool of myself on the air, so, you know. That's perfect. I make a fool of myself every day, so I think I'll pass. <laughs> well, why would it change anything? Just do it. Well, then it would be common knowledge that I'm a fool, and I don't really want that to be out there. <laughs> I, I think everyone that knows you knows that, though. All right. <laughs> yeah, not everyone does. Come on, dude. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite overkill? Oh, God. Oh. Fuck you. Well, that would have to be Feel the Fire. Yes. But then again, I mean, those first oh, four I, albums wait, wait, were I get awesome. it. The favorite overkill is Feel the Fire. Is that when you throw all the overkill albums in the fire? How dare you? And you hear that sound of them burning? Someone usher him out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you hearing this? Yeah, I'm here. That's all right. You know. Yeah. He, Barrett, you know what it is? He listens to the same band over and over again, but it's 400 different bands that sound exactly the same. So he just, you know, he doesn't get it. It's okay. Oh, I get it. I just, I don't like... But it's brutal. Girls scream over. Right. I like the music overkill. We have security coming. <laughs> he, good, good. Did you get the link I sent? <laughs> last time we, last time we're at uh, there's a there's a local record store. I don't know if you've been to this, but uh, Record Archive they do a, a metal meltdown every month, where they play. Uh, it's where Danny works. Yeah, it's cool. They have. Yeah, yeah. They have a bar in there, and they have like a metal night, and we go to that every month, and it's a wonderful time. But uh, the last awesome. one we went to, um, they were playing Hollow's Eve, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Barrett was bashing it, saying it was gr girls screaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you're gonna talk about King. Di See, I have friends that don't get King Diamond, and they'll make the same excuse, like no, the music's really cool. I just don't like the singing. <laughs> no, well, I like the know, album Them. I like the Them album. I think that's okay. A, so a brilliant that's the only album you like. Yeah, Abigail's okay. all right. What about Fatal Portrait? All right. Eh. What? Oh. All I right. It's just that it, it's for me. Fatal it's Portrait good. was just basically like another Merciful Fate record because yeah. it sounded a lot like it, and it was basically a, the band anyway. Yeah. I, I love it regardless. That's a great. I one. mean, I'm, I love every single release that fate and king have put out mm -hmm. but you know i i'm i'm right there with all with a lot of the old stuff because you know i was there <laughs> fucking i listened to it and i fell in love right away 
You know, so I'm sorry, Barrett, that maybe <laughs> you were asleep when thrash bands were coming out and actually singing or screaming I like wasn't girls, asleep. as you say. I just liked, uh, you know, when men started singing. <laughs> like Manowar oh. came out? No, not Manowar. <laughs> I, like the, I like the drummer of Manowar. When Manowar hit the scene, you were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he just liked them for their furry loincloths and no shirt. That's yeah. what he was all about. I liked the drum solo on one Manowar album for like 1990. I think it was the only man of war I ever listened to. That was enough for me. I don't give yeah, like, no. <laughs> it was Well also that explains rat. why you like that that explains why you like that one Missy Elliott song. Did you get the did you get the link? Well I'm on my cell phone right now, so yeah, I didn't Well I sent you the I'm link. Not, thank you. I will not check it out now. You you have to check it out. You're gonna bang your head. I know it. Either that or I'm going to throw my fucking phone somewhere. <laughs> throw it to Ava. She'll love it, too. <laughs> uh, maybe. Hey, Danny, have you, you know. have you heard uh, Dino's Inferno? No. No? It's, it's interesting. It's not. It doesn't sound like Fade at all or, or King Diamond, but it's uh, Michael Denner. Know what that, that is. Yeah, um, I did hear about that, and you know, I know my because my uncle's uh, he follows a lot of what they do. So he's the guy that got me into metal. My uncle, mm. he's nine years older than me, and he introduced me to a lot of cool shit. And um, I can go to him because he, he buys a, a lot of this stuff still, and mm. I uh, I can't afford everything, and I have too many goddamn cds as it is and vinyls that i'm never gonna listen to they're just there (laughs) and my girlfriend hates my guts for it she's like why do you have all these vinyls you're not fucking listening to any of them look at all these cds get rid of them so you know i'm waiting for my gutted vinyl well i just got uh an email that he's sending me two copies so i guess one is yours oh thank god really Thanks for reminding me because I was going to give it to somebody else. So you're lucky. <laughs> Dude, we've been talking about that for like a year. I know. And he just didn't send me any copies. I mean, I, I did the layout. I, I mean, I did. Yeah, I did most of the layout, right? Or yeah, some you, of it. You I did don't all of it. Why would he? Why, why is he only sending you two? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm in the band and I deserve like a set amount of copies. But he <laughs> just. But he didn't pay you though, right? So he was paying you uh, for I think copies. He did. I, I think he did pay me, and um, I just did something else for him. And I asked him, I was like, "Dude, just send me a couple of fucking gutted vinyls because you know I want those more than I wanted the money, okay. which is stupid because I need the money." The <laughs> <laughs> sec- hey, second you get them, let me know how much. I'll send it right over. Yeah, dude. I, I just got the tracking number, so most likely, I don't... He used to be able to get me stuff, stuff like, within a day, like couple days. It was really weird. He had this hookup at UPS out there, um, but I don't think it's he has it this time. So right. I'm, it's probably going to be a couple weeks before I get it. Yeah, from Greece, right? Huh? And he in Greece? Repulsive? Yeah. Yeah. He was getting free postal, um, but... I mean, I didn't pay for any postage on it because he owed me the record. So it's you know, I'm paying nothing, and I'm going to charge you everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I I have it on. It's recorded now. 
You're sending me one of the All two. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel witness. about expectations here. <laughs> no, Danny rules. <laughs> All right, Danny, so you just mentioned your uncle. Is this the same uncle that renamed your band from carcinogen to malignancy? Ooh. Holy shit. <laughs> Somebody did their homework. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that same uncle. That's pretty cool. So how do you think malignancy would be different today if it was still named carcinogen? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we might have still gone that route, um, you know, because I always had that idea in my head that I wanted the band to sound a certain way. So it's possible that we, we might have stayed the same course. I'm not really sure. I might have even tried to change the name because I, I don't know. It was one of those things where it came up and it was like, oh, we'll, we'll use that because I think all my friends in high school smoked cigarettes. So I was like, okay, that worked. <laughs> well, you know, there's a band. <laughs> and, uh, there's a band in California. Yeah, there was a band. Well, there was also a band in Long Island, too, that uh, they were around not too long ago and they sounded like they were old school. They were pretty good. I really enjoyed them. Well, this was, this was uh, oh, yeah. Dino and uh, I forget the other guy that started Dystopia in California. Ah. And this oh, was, cool. It's old, like super sludgy death metal way back before Dystopia. So probably, I don't know, 90, 91, maybe. <laughs> We, we have, may have gotten a... I have the demo. I, don't, I can't remember. Cool. I, well, maybe I, we would have gotten a cease and desist letter like we did for Malignancy back in 93, I think. There was some band from uh, Europe, maybe Finland or Germany. I'm not really sure. And the guy was trying to say that they had been Malignancy since 91. And I lied and was like, we've been Malignancy since 1990. And then I never heard from them again. So it was great. <laughs> Well, didn't you do the fucking that Yonkers split? No, that was that was after that because the, the Rotten Seed song was written in '94, so <clears throat> they have the years wrong on there because it's the other bands that are like that material's older. And and <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that stuff's older, and uh, that one tune was the follow-up to Eating Out from Within, and it wasn't. Um, you know, we never released it really because we went in to record like three or four songs and we walked out of there with one because we were not practiced enough and rehearsed enough. So it was a fucking nightmare where we wasted all this money and got cars towed or ticketed or something that same night and it was just a complete wash. So we got that one song and then we never released it because it was like it's one song. What are we going to do? That split's fantastic. People don't even know about it. Which split? The Yonkers death split. Oh, the Yonkers death one. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have asked me to do the um, the layout. I know the guy Jim that put it out. Covers. Yeah, it's uh, the layout is not so hot. <laughs> I still have two copies left. I think. Oh, that's cool. I had one, and I still have just one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I got a bunch from Will, I think, for the distro at that time. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I got a bunch of them, too, and I sold them way well, when they came out. 
whenever that was, and I just uh, got rid of them all. I don't think people fun. even like look for it. Those are gems. It's, it's long sold. <clears throat> no, I, I can get more because I'm still in touch with the uh, the guy that put it out, and he does have copies. Oh, he I does? would like to just buy them all, but you know, I don't know what he wants for them. Give him a dollar a piece. Say who? Give him a dollar a piece. He's just sitting there. Right? Yeah. Well. So, Danny. Yes. Uh, do you notice a difference in different cultures' reactions to? Your music or music in general? Hmm. Like we always hear like South America or like Japan are really have really crazy fans. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean <clears throat> we just played Columbia when was it last year? Um and wow. Every time we go there it's excellent. Uh the fans are insane. They love it. And they get drunk really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mexico, too. I mean, we played Mexico, and holy shit. It was probably one of the coolest festivals we played was the Obscene Extreme America mm -hmm. that was done in Mexico. We played, it was Napalm Death was on that, a bunch of other amazing bands. And it was on a mountain, and it was cold. It was weird, because, you know, you think Mexico, you're like, oh, yeah, South America, it's fucking hot. No, nope. it was cold up in the mountains, and it would be boiling hot in the day, and then at night it would dip way down. And, uh, you know, we're about to go on stage, and it's nighttime, and it's cold. Ronnie's trying to warm his hands up so that he can feel his fingers when he's playing. Mm -hmm. And, dude, holy shit, man, the kids were stomping in this pit and then it was just dust it was like a cloud of dust in front of us i was cleaning you know dirt out of my ears and every orifice fucking for the next day it was amazing and then i saw all these cool chicks headbanging in the front so I, I brought them up on stage so we had like four girls in front of us headbanging to our stuff so i mean yes there are certain cultures and certain areas where they embrace metal a lot more because they don't maybe maybe they don't get it as much yeah or they just you know it's so much for them like it's okay it's a real way of life you know like you have guys out here in, in the u.s that are like oh yeah i go to every show blah 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 yeah but you also probably make twenty dollars an hour and yeah. you can't afford it yeah. These some of these guys and, and gals that live out there, you know, they have to save up for a whole month to go see Cannibal Corpse. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when they go, <laughs> it's on, and yeah. they're just gonna tear shit apart, mm -hmm. and it, it's amazing. I mean, we played Japan, and it was it was a lot of fun, but we only did uh, it was a festival appearance, and <clears throat> it was with Devourment, and unfortunately. It was that time where everybody, all the bands in Japan wanted to be Devourment. Mm -hmm. So we basically got to hear Devourment all day. <laughs> then we played. <laughs> then Devourment played. So it was like, oh my God. If I hear that same riff one more time, I'm going to kill somebody. Bert, but yeah. Bert's asking if you remember the band. <clears throat> the bands that played? Yeah. Um... Disconformity was one band, uh, really cool guys, and they were <laughs> they were kind of slammy, but not as bad as some of the other bands. 
I have I have the list somewhere. Disconformity only did two EPs and stopped. They yeah, done I know. anything. Yep, I know. Well, they did they did like a promo that they were circulating, and I, maybe I gave you one because he, he gave me a bunch when we were there, and I was just handing them out to people. <laughs> Might have been a demo for an upcoming something. Would you say something, Barry? Because yeah, I got a uh, when uh, Masasaku. Uh, I don't know how you say his name. He came over yeah. to Central Illinois Metal Fest, CIM, uh-huh. and he brought yeah. over the Disconformity Digipack, which was like three tracks, I think. It was the second release. Oh, nice! And I was the only oh. one. I was the only one in America that had them, and I got twenty-five copies, and none. They were gone. That was it. Cool. Yeah, Look at you. Yeah, it was sick. You're special. <laughs> You're so special. We took his mic away. A long time ago. Oh, now, boy. Now he's yelling through <laughs> one of our mics. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Danny, do you plan on going to the Maryland Death Fest as a spectator this year? I really would love to. Because I want to see this member really bad, but you should. <clears throat> money's pretty tight right now, and and I just uh, it, it's just such an expensive weekend, you know. Between trying to get you know uh, a pass for all the venues for two people, uh, which I think a lot of stuff is sold out anyway, <clears throat> and then the hotel and everything else like that, the food and the merch, of course, because I can't just go there. And not buy something because I'm gonna see something I want. And I just, I just, I can't. I would love to go. I mean, I, I've only missed one Maryland Death Fest since they started, I think. And, um, and it was only because we went away. I think we played, we played Vegas Fest or something, and I couldn't do both. Even though you know Vegas, they've they've paid for us to fly out there and everything, but I still had to spend money when I was out there. So by the time. You know, I had to either do one or the other. So I said, well, we never played Vegas, so let's do it. <laughs> Are you guys going? <laughs> of course. Yo, yes, we're going. 100%. All right. Good. I've, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I would really love to go. I was just telling my girlfriend so, I'd love to just go maybe for the Saturday just to see this member. But I... I know that they're going to play New York or they're going to play another festival. I mean, they seem to be on everything now. So they're back in full force and, and I'll get to check them out. So. All right. Well, well I, have a, I have a really serious question. Oh, shit. Are you ready? Totally. Are, are you sure? Yeah, I think so. All right. Should I get a beer or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Get a beer and sit down. Get a beer. Sit down. Oh, oh no. No, the kid is not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever she told you, she's lying. (laughs) Are you related to the Nelson brothers? (laughs) Uh, That is, I'm not sure. I don't think I am. Um, But it would be cool if I was. Because then, you know, maybe I could loan me some money. <laughs> we want to hear about the uh, prospects for the new uh, recording. Oh, yeah. How's that shit going? <clears throat> well, drums are completely tracked, finally. Um, 
this is material that was written. It was composed written? like four years ago, I think. Yeah, for a new album. So it's yeah, you, just kind of been sitting on the shelf. That's pretty slack. What's up with that? Well, um, when you have a drummer who is in Fear Factory and lives in Los Angeles, it's kind of difficult. And then Fear Factory, I, I hear, is now done. So then Mike joined Raven. And then Raven went on this crazy tour where they Wait, were playing you the, everywhere. The old band Raven? Yes, the old band Raven. Mike's in that now? Cool. Yep, he's in that. He he actually wrote um, a new album with them. So, and I think he recorded it. So there's a lot of things, a lot of lot of thing. There's a lot of shit that was kind of holding us back from all this. Right. Um, and it was predominantly Mike's tour schedule, and also he was trying to construct a studio in Los Angeles. So it took him. I mean, construction what? was forever. And he finally, it's done. Why so would he do it there? The that, why, we got it. why would he do it there? Uh, well, it would cost a hundred thousand times more than in New York. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Well, his girlfriend lives out there, and you know, it was one of those things where he was he left New York, and that was that. And he was going to be out, based out in Los Angeles, primarily for Fear Factory. But then that fizzled up. And it became that. So now, finally, the drums are done, and <clears throat> they sound killer. And Ron's going into the studio, I think, the end of this month or beginning of April next month to do his guitar parts. Um, unfortunately, we are bassistless right now. Um, our buddy what? Monty had part ways with us. So what? Why? Um, you know, life, you know, shit changes. He's got priorities that are more important, which I completely understand. And, you know, we love him to death, so he could do no wrong in our eyes. And, and I, I love him too. You know, when he told me, yeah, I mean, what when happened? he told me, I, I was upset, but what, what happened? Can you say? It's just family stuff. I mean, you know, it's, we get older, you know, we get older and, and things come into play where our, our priority shift, and that's exactly what happened. It, it had nothing to do with the band, um, you know, nothing else outside of just, you know what, he just, he's been in bands for over 20 years, and he's just like, fuck it, I need to step away from music for a while, and uh, we'll see. You know, I offered for him to record the new album, but he didn't want to because it was going to be too much of a uh, pain in the ass basically to learn the material. So, uh, you know, and it well, would be too time consuming for him. Well, man, I'm sorry to hear that. I love Monty. Oh yeah. No, he we all love Monty. Um, we all love Monty. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're talking to a couple of guys to see, um, who can do it. Um, you know, we might, we might have a guy from a band that everybody knows, or we might have a new guy. I don't know. I'm not sure right now. We're just kind of, trying to get our shit together and then I'm going to go in the studio at the end of May I believe and into June to try to track my parts even though I have absolutely no lyrics written I don't even have a, a title for the record I have nothing so hopefully I could pull that together in the next couple months so is your next release 
potentially going to be a self-release? We were thinking about doing that for sure, but uh, Willowtip got in touch with us and was talking about, you know, maybe revisiting our contract and stuff. So we're going to see what he what he wants to offer and um, if it's within our best interest and his. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, as far as I, I'm concerned, I would like to, I'd like to try to do it uh, solo, but the problem, there's so many variables with that, and it is a pain in the ass, and I don't know. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of music. You know, if you don't have uh, a label that can really push and support that release, it kind of gets lost in the sea of releases, because how many metal releases are put out each year i mean thousands you know and and it's tough it's tough to really get it i mean you know i see all these end of the year like oh this was the best record and yeah fucking don't i wish that malignancy was on any one of those goddamn lists we don't make the list because you know (laughs) we haven't put a real new album out since eugenics and we put out malignant future which was Basically, for, we did that to drum up some sort of um, label interest, but none of the larger labels were interested in us. I mean, even though we're legendary status, we won't tour for six months out of the year and completely, you know, give up our real lives, yeah. you know, so that we can go on tour and, you know, play everywhere for them so that they could sell more records. And, you know, it's just one of those things that it didn't really happen so we decided fuck it you know whatever those songs that were on malignant future will stay that uh we're not re- we were gonna re-release those on the new album but we have enough material for a full length so those three songs are not going to be on it malignant future will just stay its own its own thing what were you what was he yelling he said good yeah me too i'm, I'm glad I got to get it on Spotify or some of these other, you know, digital platforms. But again, that's another challenge, you know, it's like money and it's like, seems like everything wants to make underground bands pay for every fucking thing. Like it's unbelievable. I mean, and our postage rates just constantly go up and up and up and up and up. And I just sent a long sleeve t-shirt to Italy and it costs twenty four fucking fifty. Like really? Wow. Like you're paying basically for the shirt twice. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, America. We appreciate <laughs> you. That's crazy. It's like what the fuck? And it's literally because it's like two ounces over there, oh well this is our, you know, thirteen fifty tier and you know, if it goes over one ounce, you gotta go to the next tier, which is like unbelievable to me. But I hear it's going up all over the place. Greece, my friend Kostas from, you know, that label that we were talking about earlier. Right, Barrett? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's complaining about postage, too. It just went up, yeah. like, ridiculously. So, you know, how do you send... You send a cassette, and within Europe, from Greece to Germany, it costs 13 euro? What the fuck is that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, it's the way it is. Yeah. You should cut the sleeves off and send those separate. There you go. 
<laughs> Bonus items. That would be great if it was some guy that has tattoos on his arm that wants to show them because that's what they do. <laughs> it's the only reason why guys ever cut their their sleeves off. I gotta show my tats. Yeah, all right, that's cool. Or their muscles. And then, yeah, and then 15 years later, they're like, "Dude, I should have cut those fucking sleeves off, man. That shirt's worth 500 bucks." <laughs> So we, we have some 80s questions for you. All right, cool. Trivia? No, just uh, interest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He-Man, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Okay. Oh, I have a question before you answer or respond to any of that. Okay. Who? What's better, He-Man or Thundercats? Thundercats. No. He-Man. Wrong. Barrett That's says mm. Thundercats. That's so He-Man. He-Man fucking rules. Well, <laughs> as a kid, I loved both equally, uh, even though Thundercats came out later. Yeah. Um, with Barrett, I can understand. I mean, the theme song for Thundercats is way cooler than the He-Man theme. Yo, I mean, it's metal but, all the way. But look at the He-Man's haircut. was better. What's up? Look at He-Man's haircut. That shit was awesome. Yeah, you can't deny that. That was metal as fuck. Listen, I'm a huge He-Man fan, but the it it hasn't held up very well. I mean, yeah. if you watch some of those episodes, like season one's great, uh-huh. and then anything after that is is really goofy and hokey. And I, I enjoyed the um, I don't know if you guys watched the 2000 X series, which came out. I guess it was like 2010. Um, that He-Man series was holy shit. The stories were better. They were more adult-oriented. I think it only lasted two seasons, but oh, hmm. there's way, a new one coming way out better too. Than the original. Yeah, there's a new one. The Kevin Smith. Kevin is doing. Smith. There's yeah. two actually on Netflix, right? Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the Revelations, which is supposed to be a continuation of the original He-Man series from the '80s, and then there's another goofy one to kind of be with that Shira one. You know, they're going to, it's that, that yeah. same style animation. So that will be the more kiddie, you know, <laughs> version. And then I guess the Kevin Smith one will be serious, I hope. And then the know. new Transformers too on Netflix. Animated, but like really, really well I done. Know. You see that one? Yeah, like, finally. That, yeah. It only took them forever. I, I really wish they would have put out another animated movie instead of making those shitty Bayformer crap movies. That would have been better. That would have been awesome. I mean, although the Bumblebee movie was great, it that was just good one. Uh, it was not. You know, those those live action ones were kind of terrible. Uh, they're fun, but they're just not Transformers. I, at least to me. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, the t- the technology is amazing, and and seeing that on a big screen is awesome. But you know, but to see them how they just, were actually like. Growing up in the '80s and seeing them, how they're actually portrayed, but like in real life, kind of like in this new one, I saw the uh, trailer for. It looks exactly yeah. like, like the toys and like the TV show, but you know, better made, obviously. And the, yeah, the whole Cybertron war extinction thing. Oh yeah, the Bumblebee was great. Well, did you see that? Right. Oh yeah the the last movie. Yeah, the, that whole intro on Cybertron was great. So, yeah, I mean, between He-Man and Thundercats, I loved both. Um, but as I've gotten older, th- 
Thundercats, the series was better produced um, as far as animation, soundtrack, you know, voices, things like that. He-Man was great, and it's nostalgia all the way. I mean, it's retro. I love it. But a lot of the stories were cornball terrible. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at I his mean, hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his hair is, you know... Oh hell, he's in the snow and he's like not even shivering. He's like, hey, you know, whatever. This is the port of Eternia that is cold, and I'm not. Yeah, all right, dude. <laughs> I always wondered why his voice had to be like he was in a tunnel. Every time he became He Man, he's like, oh, and it sounded like he was in a tunnel. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Revisit that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe because he was trying to talk into Man-at-Arm's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What do you think, Duncan? Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to do some Duncan. <laughs> so, in the malignancy yeah. band, who would be He-Man, who would be Adam, who would be the Cowardly Lion, and who would be Battle Cat? The Cowardly Lion? You mean Cringer? Yes. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> um, I guess we'll give Ronnie He-Man. He, he could be He-Man. Although, I mean, he does rage and he does go to the gym. He's not as big as He-Man, but I'd give him He-Man. Sure, why not? Um, Cringer? I don't know. Maybe Monty? Monty could be cringer. Because uh, he, he's a sweetheart. You know, I mean, he's he'll do anything for you. He's a total sweetheart. Um, what can, I guess, can Alex be Prince Adam? He might be offended by that. I don't know. But Adam was cool. He was a rich kid. Yeah, Alex is a rich kid. So, yeah, he's Adam. And, I, shit, I guess I'm left with Battle Cat. I mean, I... Kind of considered myself Skeletor type, but you know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barrett says your voice is deeper than his. Well, you know, I can always change it. Oh, I love it. Hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know how many hours you practice that. I didn't practice that much. I, I was he. I was Skeletor a couple of years ago for Halloween. It was fun. Oh, I and love I stayed it. in character the whole night. I did not deviate. All right, let's wrap this up, Danny. Right. We have like spent way more of your time than we meant to. I have. I have one closing question. Sure. Do you think that coronavirus is? The SARS of 2020. Uh, this is a very important question. <laughs> I don't really think so. No. Um, I mean, I don't remember SARS per se as far as like how it affected mm -hmm. um, consumers because I'll tell you, um, guys that go to Home Depot that work for a living mm -hmm. cannot even get dust masks for their faces when they're working mm -hmm. because 
everybody thinks that if they cover their face with a 99 cent dusk mask that they're going to be safe from the coronavirus. Yeah. And I went to um, a pharmacy yesterday to try to buy some, you know, some antibacterial anything, you know, some Purell from my girlfriend because, you know, I wanted to have it. And it sold out. Sold out for like the last couple of days, they said. So everybody's freaking out thinking that Purell and a mask is going to save them when that's not going to happen because yeah. <laughs> fucking people are silly and they put their fingers in their fucking eye holes all the time and they're picking their nose and they're tasting yes. it. Yeah. You know? And it's that's how you're going to get it. You're going to touch a counter and mm-hmm. fucking finger fuck your eyeball and yes. then there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So you better wear goggles, asshole. And why don't you just... Why don't you just get a mask, like a complete and total, like World War II gas mask, yeah, and walk yeah. around with that, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Because <laughs> I don't know. For, for me, this coronavirus, I think it, it's the age that we live in, where yeah. news is at our fingertips, yeah. and a lot of things are getting blown out of proportion. Yeah. And I really hope that that's what it is. And I also think it has some political end to it as well because yeah. it seems like every time we're up for some sort of election something bad happens yep. <laughs> and it's and a it's distraction like, yeah it's yeah it's always a distraction thanks thanks guys yeah yeah it's just one of those things and then once you know the candidates are elected and we know who it's going to be the coronavirus will miraculously disappear yeah yeah i hope it better. Yeah, we hope too. Yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't, then I guess we're in for a shit storm or something. But it's not really pandemic level yet. I mean, it's, they say that it's so, you know, stuff like this, it spreads super fast. I mean, there's cases, but it's not on that level of other things that have happened, you know, where, where people, millions of people died, you know, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near that. Not yet, and hopefully not ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. But you guys did not waste my time. You did not take up too much of my time. I had a pleasure doing this. All right, good. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We're better than this normally. We had a pleasure, too. It happened. (laughs) It totally happened. That's fine with me. Listen, (laughs) I have technical difficulties every day, so I know what it's all about. (laughs) Well, thank you for taking time out. Yeah, thanks a lot. And we hope to see you in Rochester uh, sometime yes. soon. Again? Yes. I hope I hope we can get our asses up there sooner than later. Yeah, Maybe we'll play great. one of Barrett's backyard barbecue bashes. He said, oh, wait, done. he doesn't have those. <laughs> he said, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. We'll hit one chord and then neighbors will call the cops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You Enjoy. too. Stay thank safe. You. All right. Cheers. You too. Bye. Bye. Ah, yes. The poetic sounds of Barrett's ice clanking in his glass. <laughs> <laughs> Ice music. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, like we said, we had some technical difficulties there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it sounded a little off at first, that was why. But we mm-hmm. kind of gathered ourselves. and yes. it, it, it turned out it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we spent a ton of time with Barrett, which we always enjoy. We love Barrett. Yeah. Um, Danny's super likable. Yeah, he was a great guy. He was really understanding. Yeah, he was. Um, he was patient. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sad news about Monty that sucks yeah but I get it yeah. I mean yeah you know life changes and yep yep adulting yeah <laughs> I feel I feel like he'll be back around yeah I do too maybe it's just like a break yeah yep. cause I feel like I, I don't know. I know you can relate to that. Like you have put down your guitar for like years at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you go through like these phases where all you can think about is writing and recording music. Yeah. And then you don't touch it again for eight months. And yeah, it's like you miss it. Yeah. Like well, you get frustrated and I put it down it. and I then you miss it. it. There's a difference though. Imani's awesome and I produce garbage. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> That's true. But that's all right. It's all about the passion <laughs> for the music, right? You're such an ass. No. Um, all right. Let's uh, leave everyone with another malignancy track. Yes. Let us close out the show with the fantastic and human grotesqueries. You haven't heard the Bushwick Bill falsetto years? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett, really? no, Barrett had panic in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, that was a thing? I was like, 
Had I missed her? No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I can always change it. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs>